Yeah. What is this? Please take this down. This has nothing to do with a gym. Sorry. That was a Aziz joke. What? The, uh, the Aziz oh, joke. Oh, from yes, yes, yes. What is this? The- Please take this down. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> she looks like she's just been interrupted blowing the dude. Oh my god, so funny. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy. Hello and welcome to Girls Who Came to Sugar Bakers, where nerds and platonic life partners Aaron and Leslie watch episodes of Designing Women, then recap, review, and share other fun things related to the show. I'm Leslie. And I'm Aaron. What's up? Hi guys. Uh, Leslie, I, I um should have changed what was on my computer screen before you did the silence because I looked up and I saw Mist Twist and I got mad again, <laughs> all over again. What kind of bullshit is that? I got mad all Mist over again twist. and I almost was like, oh! <laughs> when it was supposed to be. I was getting ready to uh, do our funny. podcast. Yeah. In case anyone hasn't noticed, Pepsi changed the name of Sierra Mist. Yep. For no it, reason. It's so memorable. I couldn't even remember what it was called when I she, told yeah. Aaron that it was in my drink. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And I look it up and it's like, it's not, it's T-W-S-T. There's no vowel. That might not, that might not even be twist. It's like twist. Yeah. Like, How do you twist? Have like, they not listened to Crystal? Words mean things. That's not a word. Say? Words mean things? Words mean things. That's like her thing. That's a good point. It's like her campaign. That's a good point. You say yeah. words and they mean things, and then you should, you should know have what all they the mean. letters in your words if they're gonna mean something. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yes, man. Um, speaking of ridiculous, what are our holidays this week? Or oh this, yeah, yeah. Today, so we decided on two because <laughs> they go together, like wop 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 bamboo. Oh, um, there she goes. There she goes. <laughs> National Ooh. Horse Protection Day, which um, so Yay. the website that we use switched up their shit, and they don't. Give us Why is everyone changing anymore. everything if it ain't broke? Why? There's no explanation. So there's never going to be mm-hmm. any context anymore for mm-hmm. these holidays. We're just going to tell you what we think. <laughs> We're just going to tell you what it is. Hope you enjoy that. Uh, and the other Oops. one we decided goes with it because, Mr. Ed, National mm-hmm. Peanut Butter Lovers Day, because that's how they got him to talk. Um, yeah. Well, in theory, I mean, that might be an urban legend. It could be. Let's see. I should have done this before we started typing. Mr. Edu, nope, Leslie, you haven't had that much to drink. Uh, oh no, Edu. <laughs> nope, <laughs> it's a Snopes. Well, it it tried to tell me it was Snopes. I don't know. Looks like it was just a story. <gasps> but it came Not from. Real? How did he talk? Then? It says co-star Alan Young, who uh was the the human, and Mr. Ed told the story that the crew put peanut butter. <gasps> Um, but really, he just talked because he was a talking horse. Yes. No. Or they, or maybe they pulled on his lip with like a piece of string or something, um, which would be annoying. I hope they didn't do that. They're giving me a lot of information in this article that I really don't care about. That's um, all right. I need to get to the meat of it. Okay, so maybe that isn't true, but urban legend-wise, these days go together. Let's it's also like National Pig Day or something like that too. It also cool. yes is National Pig Day. Anyway, I'll post the link in the show notes. You can read through all this nonsense and find out for yourself. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, yeah, no, so those are holidays. Up, Mr. Ed. Do, uh, do you have a sugar breaker moment this week, ma'am? I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, so mine is kind of quick that I had a pretty intense day on Saturday because the 
closed down like seven trains That's or too many. Like that. My friend counted and she said it was like 14, but it was 14. Like, you know, the only one particular train goes to right where I am. And then, but it was okay. Cause we needed to take another one. So we walked to that one and then that one changed the line. It was like, Ooh, it was an intense day. We had fun. We missed my friend's show, uh, and, the, and ended up like halfway in Brooklyn <laughs> without no, we were paying attention. And suddenly, Deep in Brooklyn. Oops. Yeah, it was not good. Um, but, um, so yeah, I had a kind of shitty date, but then I came home and I had a phone date with my friend Lee, who I've been friends with for like 22 years. And it was nice. We did, uh, we pulled tarot cards together. Actually, she pulled them for me. I was going to help her, but mm-hmm. she ended up kind of pulling them with me and talking about like our next steps in life and kind of things that have happened over the past few years and kind of like family. And um, it was really nice. And it was cute because she was, which we were the type of people that will like talk on the phone. Of course, I talked to her like every day on text and stuff. But it was cute because she was like, we should like talk on the phone more often. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I, I'm, I'm the type of person who actually will, as long as it's someone I've talked to on the phone, like I actually will talk to someone on the phone. I, I'm not a person who's averse to talking on the phone. Uh, but um, it's all, it's kind of, it's kind of awkward because people don't do it anymore. Remember the Aziz bit? Yeah. It's like, text <laughs> me that shit. <laughs> Why are you calling me? Are you on fire? Are you on fire? <laughs> Um, I like the idea that you have to call someone if you're on fire. Um, <laughs> An emergency. Man. But it was cute because I just had I had a moment after all I've been through through past three years, past two years, past six months, um, that I'm very grateful for people that are important to me and in my life. And, um, yeah, so it was nice. I think she kind of listens to the show sometimes. I don't know. Uh, so maybe she'll hear this. I'll let okay. her know that we talked about it. I know. Like, I th- she did in the beginning, but I don't think she listens to that many podcasts. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know, people, like, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I know? only do because I have, like, nine hours a day at work. Yeah. Yeah. I've been catching up again this week. Uh, but it was different because I don't have a commute like I used to do. I don't have, like, podcast breaks like I used to last semester. And I'm oftentimes like doing homework and I don't want to listen to a good podcast when I'm like right. doing homework. Like distracted. You know? No. So I have, I'm way behind. Like, like all of mine had at least four, if not more episodes, which at one point I was caught completely up mm-hmm. <laughs> in the ones I listen to regularly at least. So yeah, I'll, even, even my favorites have like four episodes uh, each or so. So, um, so, yeah, so that was fun to have, like, a little phone date. And actually, well, the second one was that I thought about my brother yesterday, and I was like, I should call him, and then he called me. So I guess my server moments were, like, phone calls with important people, which were fun. I mean, I get to talk to you on the phone every week, so that's mm-hmm. cool. But it was <clears throat> nice to have some um, some extras in my week. What Aww. was your sugar baker moment? I don't really have one. Um, <gasps> no! No, it's okay. I, like, I'm just going to use – I read five books this week because – Apparently, yeah, that's did. how I deal with life now, is I just oh, read yeah. a bunch of trash. 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 Um, one of them was not trash. I read a Malcolm Gladwell book. Well, oh, yeah, I right. listened to it. Um, that and was yeah. the Leonard Cohen one? The No, I'm still reading that oh, one. Um, this one's David and Malcolm Goliath, Gladwell. how people oh, like, succeed yeah. by looking at life situations differently or approaching things differently than most people. Mm-hmm. Kind of the theme of a lot of his works, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And I'm working, I'm hate reading a sixth one right now. 
So <laughs> it's so that, dumb. Yeah. So why are you hate reading it, Leslie? <sighs> so there's this character. The main character's fine. Like mm-hmm. she's a former Marine. She's back. There's something that happened. Like, I don't know if it happened while she was in the Marines or if it happened while she was a cop somewhere else. Like, that's one of the mm-hmm. the unfolding stories. I'm only halfway done. Mm-hmm. But she meets this other woman at a bar, and she's, like, attracted to her, but she's really clumsy, and she spills her drink on her, like, several times. And Aww. she leaves, like, really uncomfortably, really embarrassed. Um, yeah. And she's moving to a new town for a new job as a detective. And she gets there and come to find out that this woman is, like, the city prosecutor or whatever. And she's real hoity-toity, and she's got money, and she's real classy and polished and stuff. But this chick is a bitch. Like, at one point, because the main character continues to have a crush on her, I don't know why, because she's Mm. mysterious. She could be really hot. She's she sounds really hot. I mean, maybe that's it. <laughs> but they keep talking about how mysterious she is and how like there's all these other things, but really they're just telling you she's a bitch. Mm-hmm. And um at it's one the point the Mr. Darcy effect, I swear. Yeah, and like, at one the point people are like, yeah. She tells the main character she's like, "Well, I can't like be anymore. I can't do anymore. Like this is all I've got. Is that enough?" And I'm like, "Bitch, you haven't done anything." No, it's not enough. You've wow. done nothing. You cooked some soup. Like, that's literally all you can do to this relationship. When you like, said that to me at first, I was like, is that, like, a euphemism? Is it a metaphor? No. Or was there she literally soup? Literally, was like, you should stay for dinner and cook some soup. That is the only thing she's contributed to this relationship. And I'm only halfway through. I'm like, something big's got to happen to redeem her. So now I'm just hate-reading to find out what happens. Hmm. That's it. <laughs> do you ever not finish books? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I used to I not. I couldn't remember if you do or not. Um, when yeah, I was younger, yeah. and then I realized life's too short to read books that are bad, or that you don't, not that are bad, but, like, aren't, you're yeah. not into. No, that, yeah, no, don't waste your time on a especially because reading takes, like, effort. Yeah. You can't, yeah, like, right. zone out and read. You're gonna, like, sit there, you're focusing, you're reading. Yeah. But this is one thing, like, I think I've watched some TV shows or movies that <laughs> I just remember The Corridor. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was about to say, <laughs> I literally was about to say, I've watched some movies and I've been like, oh, I'm kind of like annoyed I watched that, <laughs> but you know, it's not like I can't get that time back or whatever, but like the corridor, I want that hour and 20 minutes back. If you've never life. seen it, don't watch it. <laughs> Go to Letterboxd, read it. There's not, there's only like five reviews and you'll know which one is Aaron's and it's all you need to know. Because it. <laughs> it was I, that was came up in the conversation with my brother last night. Because he's a he's a not okay. It was like a three part thing because because he's a writer and he also loves Pat Oswald. And I was able to talk about Deathbed, the bed that also kills people. Or the, <laughs> sorry, the bed that kills people. That kills people. In have you you probably haven't seen this bit, but I like this is it. a bit that he does. <laughs> that he says like when he's trying to like writes like these movies or scripts or whatever that he's like that movie exists like someone and it's similar someone to someone produced my, that yes that's my whole point like it's similar to my um <laughs> corridor rant because like at no point that this like even if that guy had like doubts he pushed through them and he got it done mm-hmm. and that was the thing but like my thing about 
the corridor is that, and so I was like, told this to my brother, and he thought it was so funny. But my thing about the corridor is that there are so many levels of like, someone <laughs> could have been like, this is bad. Like, you know, like he, like the dude writing it, other people read it, and they could, someone there could have been like, this is bad. That didn't happen. He got money to make the movie, he got someone to direct it, he got people to audition for it. Those people who auditioned got the roles and acted out the scenes. Okay, we've gotten this far, and no one has said this is a piece of shit. And then we get to editing. When people are editing it then they're like okay cool this is horrible let's not waste any more time and energy and money on editing this piece of shit let's just like scrap it you know just call our losses whatever no they went ahead and edited it and then they added special effects on top of it to make the fucking corridor thing and like yeah okay so there's so many levels of someone could have been like this is horrible what are we doing with our lives? And I've watched plenty of horrible mm. things. It's not even so bad it's good. It's just horrible. I'm just so mad at it. And I, and I had to explain <laughs> to, my, to my brother that, like, he's like, why do you watch this? I'm like, A, because we watch horror films. And we've That's watched some we bad do. horror films. We've watched some yeah. bad ones. That's probably the we worst. We've watched some bad ones. That is by 800% the worst. The Creepy Doll was like, pretty bad, but it wasn't as bad as The Corridor. Ooh, but that one, like, knew it was bad. Like, it was oh, yeah. a much... You yeah. knew. Like, it was basically, like, someone, like, holding a handy cam. Like, it's not, like, it's, a, and, like, the doll was, like, from, like, Toys R Us. You know, they knew going into it that it was bad. Everyone knew. They were, they were aware of the badness. Um, and actually, the story was bad, too. But, um, uh, but, like, with this one, it, what the hell was I saying? Shit, I got off of my track of thought. Uh, it was bad. Oh, 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 I was explaining to him why we watched it was that when we were at the beach and that we were like, we were <laughs> like slaves to, I should not. We were at the mercy of someone we were else's At the queue. mercy, thank you, of someone else's Netflix queue. Yeah. Because we were staying at their, staying at their house at the beach and we had no access to the actual like app for Netflix, you know, or whatever. And the, yeah. like, like, like we couldn't search movies, I think, or whatever. It was the it was most no. random assortment. It was a weird, it was mainly like, Star Trek movies, yeah, and Bollywood. I think there was or some Bollywood, like yeah, and the corridor, and the so corridor. Watch that. I'm so glad Watch you shared that. that story, y'all. That is literally the conversation that we had after we finished <laughs> like, that, that entire rant, like, word for word, so is what Erin told so me mad. after we finished it. And then she like, reviewed. I don't think was I fuming like while we were watching. Could you tell that I was annoyed while we were watching? It? I think we were I just think... making fun of it while we were watching. Yeah, it. I don't think it, t- it hit me until after the fact that I was like, we're "Wow, just like, like what I the know... hell did we just watch?" Yeah, I, I was like, "I know I'm at the beach and like everything's beautiful, but we just lost an hour and twenty minutes of our lives. <laughs> it's not of even, our like, vacation. Redeemed. Yeah, of our vacation. Not even like redeemed because I'm on a couch with you at the beach. It's just like no, just give me that time back. They owe me. I'm gonna sue them. <laughs> oh man okay so i guess so we can wonderful. get into our episode now. yeah what did uh what did Maybe. we watch this week wow let's get into this episode right mm-hmm. um so you watched it today i assume i did watch it today at lunch <laughs> okay good i'm gonna just be carrying this episode because i can't spoilers. uh spoilers um so this week we watched season two Episode 16, which first aired January 25th, 1988. Oh my god. Entitled, there's some... Let me see if I can do it the way Suzanne. No, I can't do it the way Suzanne says it. There's some black people coming to dinner. Like, that's what she kept saying <laughs> over yeah. and over. Yeah. What is it? There's some black people coming to dinner? Oh my god. Yeah. Like, she Stand knows what it's her. called. She knows the title knows. of the movie. She doesn't she care. Knows. That's what that's what Julia says eventually. She's like, you yeah. know the name. We've corrected you. Stop it. <laughs> um, she says it at least twice in an episode. 
And that's the title. There we go. Uh, <clears throat> TV Guide says, sorry, just, I'm sorry, guys. I just cleared my throat directly into your earballs. I apologize. Um, Mary Jo gives Claudia permission to go to a school dance with a black youth, contrary to his father's wishes, <laughs> with a Matt youth, a youth, youth. <laughs> you have to put the Schmidt gif on our like, on our notes because I love it so much. Youths! Um, Matt, the father, is played by John Dewey Carter, and Kyle, the son, is played by Keith Williams. Yep. Yep. So, so this episode. Before we get into the episode, just a quick note. Oh, yeah? um, I keep looking up the episodes on IMDb just in case there's trivia or something. And oh, yeah, they too. are now airing Designing Women on Logo. So I Oh like, yes, I've heard about that. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, so like before it was not anywhere, they took it all off of YouTube, found all the pirated uh-huh. whatevers. But yeah, uh-huh. if you have cable and you get logo, which I know my parents do, because that is the only channel I watch when I go home, you uh-huh. can now watch Designing Women. I think that it plays on Friday nights, like with Golden Girls. Of course it or, does. Or, or like a Saturday night or something. TV. Yeah, there's something like it's kind of like on the weekends as well, but maybe not. Maybe it just plays all the time. That's so cool. Yeah, it'll know. just like go on IMDb. It's like next on and it'll tell you when it's. So yeah, check your listing. Oh, cute. Yay. So this week we started at Sugar Bakers, as per norm. Of course. And mm-hmm. uh, Charlene is talking about Falcon Crest. Excited oh my God, face. did you ever watch that? Uh, bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. I'm not surprised. Mariska Hargitay was on there for a little while. Um, Wait, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a scene where she's dancing with a rake, and Jane Wyman's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because Jane Wyman. How? What? Like, how? It's on YouTube. How? No, 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 but how long is it? was that show on? It was on a while. I don't know, in the 80s. Because I was like, 1988? Like, Mariska, like, was doing, like, on something in the 80s? Yeah, like like baby face, <laughs> like baby face Mershka. Man, all yeah. right, all right. Okay. With like the crop top and the acid washing, it's great. Anyway. Oh, get out of here. Um, and actually, our guest star, John Dewey Carter, uh, mm-hmm. was in a couple episodes of Falcon Crest, according to his Stop IMDb. it. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Was he on before this? I think so, yeah. I think it was before wow. this. Wow, that's cool. Um, so, Charlene is talking about Falcon Crest, and she's talking about <laughs> yes. Lauren Hutton. And she doesn't understand because if you don't know who she is, look her up. You might know after yeah. you see her face. She's the yeah. she was a model and actress, and she was famous for the gap in her front teeth that she didn't yes. get fixed like most people do. Yeah. Um, she's like, nope, it's mine. I'm gonna own it. Mm-hmm. But Charlene doesn't understand because she's like, I, I I know she has a porcelain piece that fits right up in there. I've seen her wear it before. You know why is she not always wearing it? And Julia says, I really can't say. There's just some knowledge we'll never be privy to. I'm loving, before we even get really into this episode, I, I loved, like, background wisdom, Julia. Through this oh, my gosh. Thing. So, wisdom, she's just always in the <laughs> Yeah. It's like she, Yeah, she's just kind of, she's not exactly in the rest of the scene. She's just, no. like, kind of in the background or walking through it or mm-hmm. something and just saying just wisdom and sass. It's great. Yeah. It's amazing. Especially when she's making the salad. That one's so funny. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Suzanne comes in. She's early. And Charlene says, you know, I thought you had an appointment with the masseuse. Mm -hmm. And Suzanne says, I did, but I cut it short. She always does that when, or Suzanne always does that when she thinks they might be enjoying themselves too much. Mm-hmm. And then she says, "You can I never." I kind of wish I had her like egomania. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it comes with <laughs> a certain so bit of confidence. Yeah, that you know we don't have. Um, nope. But she says you can never be too careful about those big European women, especially the ones who don't shave under their arms. 
look, Rude. that's me to a T. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little big European woman <laughs> who like does not shave her arms. There so was a, a Catherine Russell, who's this British actress who is an amazing actress and like the queen of sass on Twitter. She's uh-huh. she's in a play right now, and she was talking. She tweeted something about like she just shaved her armpits, and she's like, "And I haven't done it since I played a character who would do it last, and I will not do it again anytime soon." Taking that, yeah. I mean, shave them if you want, but like, it's so funny, like that. <laughs> <laughs> that at one point, that was definitely a marker for yeah. being like a lesbian or whatever. And um, <clears throat> while they're having this conversation, Charlene is reading the National Informer. With a headline that says, baby born in Kinnicky, Idaho, with horns and a tail. I saw that nonsense. Perfect. It's yeah. exactly what Charlene would be reading. Yes. That and her bodice ripper romance novels. Yeah, I forgot about those. Uh, Mary Jo comes in, and she's sorry she's late. She had a meeting at Claudia's school. Uh, she's on the committee for the Winter Carnival Dance, and Claudia mm-hmm. is up for Queen. So she's Cute. excited about that, and she, yeah. she's she got a little bit of nervous energy, and she starts talking about this nice boy who Claudia's going with. Um, mm-hmm. She met him this morning. She was very impressed. He shook her hand. He's an excellent student, runs track, captain of the debate team, plays football, and he's also black. <laughs> oh, she just kind of, like, slides that in there. Yeah, which means it's an actual thing. Exactly. That she's not exactly comfortable she's with. not 100%, yeah. And Suzanne yeah. says, he's black? And Mary Jo gets really defensive, and she's like, "What's yeah. wrong with that? Um, I don't, I don't know what position he plays on the football team, but you know, I'm sure it's a good one." Yes, and Julia's like, "I don't. There's nothing wrong with this. I don't know why we're talking about this." Basketball, by the way. Yes. Oh, was it basketball? About that. He plays I, that too. Uh, yeah, the fact that it's like basketball, and it's like he's black. I thought that was like on purpose. Uh, I missed the basketball. <laughs> yeah, part I'm not sure. Yeah, the, the rest of it. Um, yeah. and Charlene says she doesn't think it's a big deal either, so that's two people who don't think it's a big deal. Yes. And then Suzanne, of course, has to speak up. Oh, and there she goes. she says, well, I don't know about these inter- interracial relationships. They can get kind of complicated. Kind of like that movie. And <laughs> Joe says, what movie? My God. Something about there's some black people coming over for dinner. That's Too not, much. You know that's not the title of that movie. Yeah. And, uh. Mary Jo's like, really? This is not guess who's coming to dinner. They're not getting no. married. They're just going to a junior high dance. Yeah. And about this time, Claudia comes in, and she's really upset, and she's crying. And Mary Jo's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be at school. And she's like, it's an emergency. Kyle's father won't let me let him take me to the dance Aww. because he doesn't want him going out with white girls. I love that she came to Sugar Bakers. Yes. <laughs> when she's supposed to be at school. When she's supposed to be at school. And I also I love, love this. It's it's taking the the you would think that oh well like the white people would have problems with the interracial dating right and she walks in and it's the black kid's dad who's like no I don't want you dating white girls yeah so that sets up an interesting dynamic already and Mary Jo is trying to defuse the situation and saying you know maybe he'll change his mind I'll call his dad mm-hmm. and um. She asks about what his mom says, and Claudia says they're divorced, and he lives with his dad. And she says, I'm really sorry. I'm going to withdraw my name from Carnival Queen. Sorry about the dress. You know, maybe you can wear it to something. Yeah. And that's when Mary Jo's going to plan out. She's going to talk to his dad. She's going to fix all of this. Yeah. And then it cuts to later, and Mary Jo is freaking out because now she has to meet with him. 
It's yeah. one thing to talk to people on the phone, but having conflict in person, she is not. Nope, this with. is where she's very you. <laughs> she's like, no, I don't want, <laughs> I don't, not I don't like, like conflict, and I know he wanted me yeah. with me. You know, I thought yeah. we'd just talk on the phone, I hate confrontations. Yeah. And then he comes into Sugar Bakers in some awesome 80s glasses. Oh my god, did you? Yeah, I tweet about them. I love those. Did you? I, I didn't those... even check, but I love his glasses. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I did. That's why I. Was... I think I'll go get the picture too for you. Yeah. And uh, his name is Matt Jarvis, and Julia mm-hmm. introduces himself, and Mary Jo introduces Suzanne, and he apologizes. He says that um, he like things are in late. He has to pick up a client. Is it possible to meet later tonight? Because they were supposed to go out for a drink after dinner. I love and... TV. This could have been a phone call, but nope. But no, he's, <laughs> he's going to show up. Yeah. And Mary Jo invites him over for coffee because Quint has a cold and she doesn't want to leave him. Mm. And he's like, yeah, you know, that sounds good. Um, I really appreciate your concern and I'm really grateful that you're giving me the opportunity to explain my side of the story and how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And Mary Jo says, you know, I'm sure your feelings are valid. Do you like decaf coffee? <laughs> <laughs> and about this time, Charlene comes out. And of course she knows him because this is Sugar Of Bakers. course. So it's cute. the center of the universe. Yeah, and they're really cute. They hug and they start catching up, oh God, and they haven't so seen cute. each other in ten years. And um, so he's a lawyer. He's at um, he's a partner at a law firm in Atlanta right now. But he used mm-hmm. to uh, be he was a prosecutor in Little Rock when Charlene was a secretary at the state's capital office, and so that mm-hmm. was how they got to know each other. And she said he was famous for never losing a case. Mm-hmm. And then she tells her a story. About how um, yeah. she was just thinking the other day when the Rolling Stones were driving through Arkansas on their way to I concert. love this. Uh, I love yeah. the story. And if they I told everyone that we over. went to see them. We did. Yeah. It was the well, everyone on Twitter. <laughs> everyone on Twitter. We went yeah. to see them. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and State Trooper pulled them over because Keith threw a soda can out the window. Ooh. And they're like, of what's his name? Did. And the, the State Trooper's named Eddie, Eddie Childers, I think. Yeah. And... Um, he says, out of the middle of nowhere, you know, there's, like, we don't litter in Arkansas. And Keith was like, but I, you don't, you don't know who you're talking to, man. Like, that's Mick Jagger. And Eddie's like, I don't care if it's Mickey Mouse. Like, we don't throw yes. trash on the highway in Arkansas. Love it. Love it. And we're going to have to run you boys in. And he arrested them, and they spent the night in jail. And uh, they called they called Matt. And, um... They, so they, somebody finally paid the bail and Mick purchased a really big litter bag. That's how they got out of Arkansas. Yep. And Suzanne's not impressed at all. No. And she's like, oh, that's an interesting story. She's and Matt's like, well, you know, you really had episode. to be there. Yeah. And then he says he's got to go run. He's got to pick his client up. So he kisses Charlie on the cheek and he apologizes very gentlemanly for disrupting their business. And Mary Jo's like, no, 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 we're just sitting around talking. And, um... After he leaves, Mary Jo says, well, that explains one thing. Now I know why his son's so cute. This, they were setting up a... I'm they sitting were. over here laughing because I'm seeing Schmidt say the Beatles. Beatles! Because of the Rolling Stones. Like, I'm trying to pay attention to the rest of the episode, but now I'm just going to laugh. To but now just, it's just um, Schmidt. I mean, yeah, they're setting up for what's to come. If I like, yeah. I know why he's so cute. Oh my god, mm-hmm. calm down. Yeah, yeah. And so then we cut to Mary Jo's house later, and um, which we get to see another part of. Yeah, like dining room, fancy mm-hmm. ass dining room, fancy ass dining room. Um, so Matt is explaining to her that he 
tries to teach his children to love all people, but he also mm-hmm. teaches them that as black people, not all people are going to love them. Yeah. And, you know, growing up, he was used to being the only black face in a room of two or 300 white people. And he's like, you know, it shows how far we've come, but it still shows, like, how far we have to go. Jeez. And Mary Jo. This Jo's, was 30 years ago. This was 30 was years ago. We're still having these conversations. Yeah. How, it's how, really yeah. crazy. Yeah. And Mary Jo says she doesn't see what this has to do with a junior high dance. And he says, you know, it's not the dance that's important. It's this. It's an attitude that I want to encourage mm-hmm. with my kids that just mm-hmm. because it's 1987, white people have, you know, resolved all their problems with us. It's 2017 and white people still have not resolved all their no. problems with black people. Like, it's, it's like, it's not, worse. It is. And he doesn't want his kids to get caught off guard thinking that, mm-hmm. oh, you know, everything's resolved and there's no more racism and we'll be fine. No. And then they're the ones who will get hurt. Yeah. And he says, you know, maybe your daughter won't do it, but if it's not her, then somebody else will. And Mary Jo says, well, what you're saying is that it's okay to be racist. And he says, no, I'm saying it's not okay to be naive. Yeah. And he appreciates her concern, but he's like, you but know. But also he, he should let allow his kids to find out yeah. things for themselves. Right. Too. Especially if they're, you know. Like keeping your, your son from dating a white girl isn't going to help him learn anything right especially if he's surrounded by a bunch of white people like who who are his peers does he have you know a variety of people to hang out with i mean it's 1987 probably not yeah um and he says he appreciates her concern but you know you've only been thinking about this one day i've been thinking about it my entire life Mm. and he doesn't think she's gonna tell him anything new but that doesn't mean he wouldn't like to buy her dinner sometime Yeah, this took a turn. And then she's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. We just had this long conversation about how you don't believe in interracial dating. And he's like, well, yeah, not for my children. Oh, man. That's a double standard. And he's like, nah, I've already been hurt. You know, I got nothing to lose, but I expect more from my children. And she asks, you know, what gives him the right to date whoever he wants, but to eliminate yes. 70 to 80% of the population for potential dates for his kids. Is that really how many white people there are? Uh, maybe it can't be anymore, right? Not where I'm from. I don't no. know about the rest of the country. That's a lot. That's not accurate. Not in Atlanta. Not, not <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> no. Goodness. Um, All right. And he's like, good question. Well, I'm the dad. I get to make the rules. And yeah. um, he says, you're, you know, you're right, it's not fair, but honestly, it's the, safe, the safest solution I've come up with to date. And anyway, because of your unrelating, unrelating tenacity, um, I'm going to amend my original position. Mm. He says, I'll make you a deal. I have to be a chaperone into this dance anyway, so if you have dinner with me and be my date, then I'll let Kyle take Claudia. And Mary just says, that's blackmail. Uh... Yes, that's uh, rather yeah. appropriate, don't you think? Um, no, and Mary Jo says, you know, huh? It's actually inappropriate. I was, yeah. I said it. I was also tweeting that, like, while watching this, I was like, it's not so much racism that's a problem in this episode; it's feminism that some yeah. asshole is like actually blackmailing her to go on a date with him. Exactly. And they're acting like it's all cute and funny and like a joke, yep. but it's like, no, this is not a fucking joke. Mm-mm. Like. People do this in real life where they're like, if you if you go on a date with me, then I'll do this thing for you. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's – it's that's real messed up. And I thought it was interesting how that's – I'm they not don't, charmed. Other than Suzanne, like, no one addresses that. Yep. Like, this is a race episode. This is not – a like, 
gender roles episode or feminism episode or anything, but, like, that's the underlying issue is that she doesn't, for whatever reason, she doesn't want to go on a date with him, and it's just this relentless, like, him pursuing her. Yeah, and then she's like, well, he's just so cute. Like, she keeps being like, but he's so cute. I'm like, no, uh, uh, uh. No, yeah, that's like you how said you get no. in trouble. Period. Yeah, you said no, period. It's a full sentence. And she tries to bring that up, and she says, you know, either it's okay for Kyle to take Claudia, or it's not, but that yes. shouldn't have anything to do with you and me. Yes. And he says, oh, I don't know, I'm sure Kyle will be happy to help me get a date. Ugh! And... <laughs> Just so grossed out. Yeah, and he says, no, 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 like, I'll let him go whether or not you'll go out with me or not, but mm-hmm. will you? Mm-hmm. And Mary Jo's like, you know, I already have a boyfriend, or I'm with yep. someone, and he says, well, so am I, but that shouldn't preclude you and I from going to dinner and chaperoning a dance. Chaperoning uh, the dance is one thing, I guess, but having yeah. an actual date is something else entirely. And then he tries to bring up the the issue of, like, feminism, like, in a terrible way, by saying, yes. of course, but maybe your guy has you under his thumb more than my Bullshit! Me. Like, what? Yes! Excuse you. What, just because she isn't going to go on a date with someone who's blackmailing her means that she is, like, controlled by her boyfriend? No. Yeah. I would would love for JD to be, like, a fly on this wall. Yeah. And then punch him. No, (laughs) no. And regardless of what, like, like issues that, that she has with race or interracial dating or anything, like, she, as she's explaining this to him, she's like, no, you know, if I were going to go, I would tell JD, but, you know, really, I can't. And then it's like it all of a sudden hits her that it sounds like maybe it's because she's being racist. And she's yeah. like, no, 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 it's not because you're black. Oh my and God. so you can kind of see, like, her her thought process through it, and it hits her that mm-hmm. that may be what he thinks, but that's not really what she's been thinking at all. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Oh, um, I totally, yeah, I agree with you. And he says, well, that makes me feel a lot better. Thank you. I'd much rather be a jerk. I'm like, well, you're kind of you are being a jerk. jerk. And they're Um, not mutually exclusive. You can be black and a jerk. Yeah, exactly. You can be (laughs) white and a jerk, black and a jerk, anything. No, that dude is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it doesn't mean that she's racist. It means that you're being a jerk. Yeah. And he says he's just glad that uh, he was able to discern her criteria. A junior high dance is fine. It's kid stuff. But when adults are involved and the stakes are high, then there's a problem. Oh, my God. And she's like, do you use this thing about you being black every time you get turned down? Yeah. And he's like, as a matter of fact, I do. It saves me a lot of embarrassment. So like, He makes a joke about it. He's joking about it. But still, like, he's not taking no for an answer. Um, And she tells him that he's the most infuriating man she's ever met. And... (laughs) I want you to know I was going to vote for Jesse Jackson. Oh, my God. You didn't need to say that. (laughs) Nope. Nope. And he says, you know, that's politics. We're talking about people. And incidentally, I'd take a guy in a sheet any day over you. At least I know where he stands. Good gracious. That took a turn. If it's, if you're not talking about dates. I don't think you actually would. Right. (laughs) You know, like, I know his point. I know he's trying to say, like. Some people are actually, okay, look, I like his point that he says everyone's racist, because it's, like, true. Mm-hmm. Everyone has, like, true. preconceived notions mm-hmm. and things that they don't like about people that they haven't even met. There are all kinds of things people think. But, like, to compare, to say that he prefers someone, a clan member, yeah. over her is pretty intense when she's trying to work with him on this stuff. Yeah. And, and he's like, already, like, blackmailed her, and, like, it's, mm-hmm. it seems like a lot. Yeah. If it's... If I mean, you... I don't know. I'm not black, so maybe I'm out of mind saying that but it seems pretty intense yeah and i feel like if they weren't 
if you didn't throw the the complication of like like dating or romance or or like men women thing in it or whatever it would be different if you were just like two people who weren't attracted to each other and you were talking about like race it it's a like a solid point it packs a punch but there's so much else going on here that it doesn't seem i think it's just triggering i think it's just like buzzwords yeah like there's another way he could say like yes i prefer someone who um if they're going to be racist they're up front about it like do it to my face yeah yeah, but, like, and that's fine, but, like, clan members are hateful, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they they hurt and have murdered people in the past. And so I think it's just so intense to, like, have that kind of comparison versus mm-hmm. someone who's, like, sitting there and peacefully talking to him, mm-hmm. you know? Which, I don't know, a, a white woman probably wrote this, right? So, like, probably, I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe she didn't think about how horrible that would be. But, um... I don't know. I didn't like it very much, clearly. Mm-mm. No. But, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you said, he brings up, you know, the question is not whether you're racist. We're all racist. The question is what yes. are you going to do about it? And Melvin yes, actually had like a conversation that. about this this week because I yes. got The Golden Palace on DVD. Yes. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> and there's an episode where the hotel is hosting some, like, convention for Daughters of the Confederacy or something. Oh, okay. And Blanche is, like, super excited because, you know, Southern Belle, Big Daddy, blah, blah, blah. And she's all dressed up and she puts mm-hmm. this sign and it's got a Confederate flag on it. Oh, and geez. Roland, who is played by Don Cheadle, just ask him. He knows things. Um, oh, my God. I didn't with, realize that's Yes. Don I know Cheadle's, Don Cheadle's in it, but, yeah. With an early 90s haircut is my favorite Oh, thing. so good. Yes. Um, and he's trying to explain to her why this is upsetting him. And she's like, you know, I don't... Like, it shouldn't upset oh. you. Like, you know, I'm not racist. I don't mean that. This is, like, this is oh my, my history. God. This no. is my Southern heritage. And he's like, yeah, but no. when I look at it, like, that's not what it means to me. Like, right. this is, like, your people being proud that you own my people. And yep. he's trying to explain it to her. And she may not be directly racist, but, like, it's how she was raised. And Mel's was doing something. She's cleaning or something. And she's like, yeah. Is she just stupid? Oh, while was <laughs> like, playing? Oh, funny. And so I explained to her, you know, like, Blanche's whole backstory and stuff, and we started talking, you know, about how a lot of people, particularly in the South, are racist or hold prejudices and don't realize it. Yeah. Um, and well, they're they, not, like... I mean, the Confederate flag debate was just two years ago. Yeah. Two, yeah, like, this is the like problem again. And, like, jeez. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, like, just because people, you know, aren't wearing right sheets and don't mean to offend anyone, it doesn't mean that, like, they're not, that it's not underneath it all. It's just yeah. how they were raised. And, like, I was raised that way, and I didn't yeah. think anything about some of the things I thought growing up until I grew up and got mm-hmm. out and realized like I'm wrong. <laughs> like this right, is right. this is not okay. This is not how we should be like being raised. This is not how we should raise our kids. Yeah. Um and I thought that, you know, just because I lived in a pretty equal town with the ratio, like compared to the rest of the country, like mm-hmm. Danville is pretty evenly matched and maybe a little bit improportionate compared to the rest of the country. But, but there are a lot of racist white people in your yes. town. Yes, and people <laughs> that I grew up with, and, yeah. like, like, even in my family. Just because there are, like, a lot of black people doesn't mean there aren't white people. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's always like, oh, well, I have black friends, and, like, you know, I was no. a white person, and blah, blah, blah. Like, that doesn't you mean You can be anything. a complete racist asshole to your black friends, bro. Exactly. Like, that doesn't mean anything. And, like, oh, I've, I've learned so much just, like, 
about them, about me, about everything. And like, I mean, I'm always striving to was be it that, when he that came white to woke friend now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. When he got out of it. And I see. I see. Like always, like always trying to be aware and like constantly learning now that like, oh yeah, that's, that is, that's how we were raised. Um, that's the thing. It's just being open to like learn. That's mm-hmm. all you ever have to be, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I thought that he brought up good points about that. Like, we're not necessarily aware of our bias and prejudices, Mm -hmm. and that's a problem, Mm -hmm. because if you don't know there's something wrong, you can't fix it. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, that was a side note. No, it was beautiful. I needed, I wanted that, because I was feeling really weird about this episode. Yeah. Because it's like, it's it's like racism, but it's like, he's kind of aggressive with it, which is not just, I know plenty of people who are uh, aggressive against racist, that's fine, mm-hmm. and racism that you, like, should be, but it, it kind of felt like it was missing a mark a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting to keep this perspective, and, and yeah, I love the idea of Mel's just, like, being in the kitchen and being like, is she just stupid? Yeah, because we had just <laughs> seen a scene with Rose do, like, some really stupid shit, and she was like, so oh, she's God. the dumb one, and I was like, yeah. And then Blanche said that, and she's like, so she's stupid too? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we go back to Sugar Bakers the next day, and Mary Jo mm-hmm. is still reeling from their conversation, and she's like talking to Charlene and says, "I don't care if he's your friend; he's the most arrogant, infuriating person that I've ever been around." And then Anthony comes in the back. Anthony, oh my exclamation God. points! Anthony, Anthony. <laughs> and Suzanne picks this moment to say, oh, no. "Well, if you do decide oh, to go out with him, I don't think you should tell Anthony. It might put ideas in his head and he might his head and he might try to start dating us himself." Suzanne. That is some bullshit. What like, makes you I think cannot. he would ever want to date you? Holy crapples. That uh, is so horrible and offensive and inappropriate. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, if you hear about one black man dating a white woman, then, like, another black man's like, no! What? <laughs> Why would he ever want to date you, dummy? Why would he ever want to date you? He wouldn't. Period. He's got um, egomaniac. Sometimes it's blissful. <laughs> and then <laughs> Suzanne's like, oh, Anthony, I didn't see you come in. And mm-hmm. you can tell Anthony is very upset. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, let me see if I got this straight. You're worried that if Mary Jo goes out with her black friend, that might give me ideas, and I might try to start. I might try to start dating all of you. Mm. And Suzanne's like something like that, and he says, "Suzanne, let me give you a little piece of advice. Don't worry about that." And that's <laughs> it. It's like his whole thing. Yes. Don't worry about it. That's so good. Don't worry about that. Mm. I need to give her that one. Don't worry about that. So good. And then Julia asks Mary Jo um, about the old saying, me thinks she doth protest too much. Yes, yes, Because she's yes. talking about this guy and how infuriating he is, but maybe she does like him or whatever. Yeah. And she says she doesn't. And Suzanne says, I hate to say I told you so, but I said things like this get complicated. Just like that movie, there's some black people coming over to dinner. And Julia says, I can't believe. Stop. <laughs> I don't want to hear you call that movie by that name again. We told you the title, so either call it by the title or don't say it at all, but that just sounds stupid. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mary Jo says, I can't believe I let him call me a racist. You know, if there's one thing I've taught my children is that nobody is better than anybody else. Yeah. And Suzanne says, well, that isn't true. I'm better than a lot of people I know. I freaking loved that. Of course. That's all episode, but that was hilarious. (laughs) Putting on her makeup while she says it. Yep. And Charlene says, in what way? I don't know. Better looking, better dressed, better hair. Lots of things. Ridiculous. 
And uh, Julia says, just don't look over there anymore. If we pretend we don't hear her <laughs> or anything her. she says to anyone, maybe she'll just stop. <laughs> and uh, Julia says, anyway, you know, Mr. Jarvis, Jarvis is saying that we're all equal and you can't say that except in a relationship. You know, being a little bit equal is just like being a little bit alive. And mm. Suzanne says, you can't ask Julie about this stuff. She marched in Selma for crying out loud. In college, she I got herself this. arrested all the time. I love yes. that, too. Because she doesn't, she doesn't yes. talk about it. She just did it. Yeah. Um, and she even says here, she's like, oh, there's nothing to write home about. And Suzanne says, you can say that again. She turned mother's hair white. <laughs> and then she says, Julie, you and Anthony have something in common. You're both ex-cons. I can't believe <laughs> Suzanne. so much. It's horrible. And Julia says, I wish there was just a trap door and we could push the yes! button and she would fall through. <laughs> and uh, Mary Jo is just like frustrated because she gave her permission for Claudia to go out with Kyle, but now she's the one being painted as racist. And Julia says, you know, that's just unfair. It's obvious you don't want to go out with him. You know, or do you? And Mary Jo says, I guess not. I don't not. like this. I don't like all this questioning all this, of her. This back and forth. And whatever. Yeah. Yeah. After she resolve, said no. Resolve, sorry. Uh, and Charlene says, what about JD? And Mary Jo says, well, he said it was okay with him if it's just, you know, dinner and chaperoning a dance. It's not like you know, getting hot and heavy or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, Suzanne says, it sounds like old JD has taken one too many balls to the head. Oh, man. And Mary just says, a trapdoor would be wonderful. Yes, but she has a good point. Yeah. Like, would this guy even be asking uh, her out if she was, like, legit married or whatever? Is it mm-hmm. just that he doesn't respect the relationship? Right. And Suzanne says, stop talking about me over there. You And this is where her, you know, because she's always got that little bead of wisdom that comes through and all of yes. her ridiculousness. She can put up with her, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she says, you know, you told this guy you can't go. If you ask me, that's it. There's no point in feeling bad just because he's yes. black. Like, what if he were, she says Chinese or Eskimo, but like, you know, what if he were a different race? You know, would that be your fault? Like, you said no, mm-hmm. period. Yep, yep. And Mary Jo says she doesn't feel guilty, and Julia asks her how she does feel. Um, she's like, maybe you're missing out on an opportunity. Mary Jo says, maybe. Um, and then again, Suzanne says, you don't owe this guy anything. You've been very no. direct with him, and it's been my experience, this part, though. She always has to fall back down. Yeah, um, of course. It's been my experience that black people always appreciate that. Oh, my God. I forgot about this line. <laughs> and then she proceeds oh, to tell no. a rose story. Ooh, jeez. This was a weird one. Uh. She remembers a foreign exchange student from Africa at Old Miss, and his name was um, Kaki. Ridiculous. But everyone pronounced it, or his name was, she spells it K A K I, but everyone yeah. pronounced it Kaki. Oops, yeah. sorry. That's my alarm. Um, and uh, he was training for the diplomatic corps or something. Anyway, every day in the cafeteria, he walked around with his tray on his head, and everybody made fun of him, but no one would ever tell him anything to his face. Mm-hmm. So one day she said, Kaki, in this country, we don't carry our trays around on our heads, and if you want to get anywhere, you better not either. And she said, to this day, I still get letters from him thanking me. Can you imagine? He might have gone to a White House dinner and stuck a platter up there or something. Wow. Suzanne. Wow. That story in itself is rather racist. What the hell? Yeah, like nothing about that story is okay. No. Um, Also, where in Africa do they put their plates on their head? Like, I haven't really... Yeah, heard of this happening it seems like it's like a little bit no <laughs> nope 
And Julia says very sarcastically, thank you, Suzanne, for shedding light on another timely and controversial topic. Yeah. And Mary Jo says what makes her matter than anything is that he had the nerve to compare her to the Ku Klux Klan. And yes, Charlene, me too. Yeah, and Charlene says, speaking of cafeterias, there was this guy who worked in Paula's <laughs> Wolf Cafeteria, and his name was Billy Faye Hewlett, and he and his mom drove this really big old Hudson. And Julia says, Charlene, we were not speaking of cafeterias. And Charlene says, what do you mean? And then she says, is this story going to be racially relevant? And Charlene says, I don't know. The Hudson was black. I can't believe. What? <laughs> what? This, this, this whole Rose tirade. Um, Too much. And she says, why can't I just tell a story? It's funny. It'll make Mary Jo laugh. And Julia says, Mary Jo wants help with a personal problem. And all you and Suzanne have done is managed to tell stories about cocky and Billy Faye somebody who have nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Charlene says, you didn't let me finish. They had the small garage, and his mom always insisted that he park the car in the garage, even though she was on the fat side and only left a couple of inches on each side of the doors to get out. And one day, Billy Faye said, Mama, it's not going to fit. And she said, Billy Faye, don't you argue with me. You put that car in that garage. So one day he parked the car in the garage, and at this point, Charlene just devolves into laughter and starts losing her mind. She what doesn't finish the joke. On? We don't know what happens. <laughs> what it has nothing to do with anything else that's happening. Mary Jo interrupts her, and she's like, I gotta, I gotta run an errand. I'll be back later. Yeah. Um, and Suzanne says, maybe she's going to a counselor or something. And Julia says, no, she's running away from home because that's where you all have driven her from. Mm-hmm. And she tells Mary Jo, um, can she just, like, make one observation? It occurs to her that it would be highly unusual for Mary Jo to have raised a daughter who has, who doesn't have the convictions of her mother. So basically yes. saying, you know, You've raised a good daughter. You're a good mother. You're a good person. Yeah. And Suzanne says, this is, Huh? That's all she needed with all this nonsense going With all on. this nonsense. Apart from Suzanne's, like, you said no, that's a no. But... Exactly. Um, and Suzanne says, this is all your fault, Charlene. This is not what the rest of us come to work for. I mean. And she's, like, putting on makeup at the time. At the time. And so we cut to Matt's law office, which is quite 80s, and it's uh, dark wood paneling. I appreciated that. Yeah. And uh, Mary Jo tells him not to act so surprised. You know you expected me because you knew I'd be feeling guilty and defensive. And she says, I'm not guilty, at least not in the first degree. Um, You know, it's not an excuse, but I grew up in a small town with very few black people and only one Jewish person. And then she kind of starts to veer off in that. And he's like, are you going to (laughs) finish? And she's like, anyway, I had very little firsthand knowledge of race relations because there weren't many people to practice race relations with. And she'd mm-hmm. never given it much thought before now. And it never came up before. And she didn't want it to come up because it's it's unknown to her. And she's always been afraid of the unknown. Yeah. And she asks him if he can understand that. And he says, yes, you know, I've got a proposal. Um, but the only other thing, she says, wait, wait, one more thing, though. I did have a black mammy. And Matt goes, no kidding, I did too. Oh my god, jeez, why? Why? Uh, So Mary Jo proposes that they stop being afraid of each other, just throw caution to the wind, and go to the big dance with each other. And she says, that is if you haven't already asked somebody else. And he says that he appreciates her coming there. And in the beginning, he just thought she was terribly terribly cute, but now he likes her a lot. Jeez. Uh, I don't know. Objectif- objectification. Much. Yeah. And Mary Jo says, who knows, you know, we might, we might even become friends. Wouldn't that be scandalous? 
Yeah. And she says, we could have a bigger problem, though. Who's going to be our chaperone? And they smile, and they've made up, and then we cut to the dance. <laughs> I'm done with the jokes in the sitcom. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, ha uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> um, Claudia won her title, Winter's yes, Carnival she's got Queen. Or a sash, for anyone who's she ever does. seen King of the Hill. <laughs> Bobby is like, <laughs> that's whenever I see a sash, I hear Bobby Hill, how he, he was going out for like a rose competition and like, uh-huh. and whatever his, I don't remember, Hank, Hank Hill, like doesn't want him to do it because it's not very masculine. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like how you can win like trophies and stuff if you do other things. And then like at one point, I don't know, I don't remember the context. That's as much of the context I can remember. But except for the fact that Bobby talks about how he would like to win things. He's like, you can win a trophy or a sash. And it's like, I hear his little voice saying, or a sash. Over and over. Whenever I see sash, probably no one knows what I'm talking about. Continue. <laughs> so she and Kyle are sitting side by side and they're like done. And he asks her what time it oh, is. Oh yeah, it's like damn midnight o'clock. It's yeah, she says 12.15, I've got back- basketball practice in the morning. And uh, they're like, well, the next time we'll go to a dance, let's go with people our own age. Yes. And Kyle says, it's kind of embarrassing, isn't it? And then the camera pans out and Mary Jo and Matt are dancing all around the dance floor. They're the only two people still on the dance floor. The janitor starts cleaning up and then we go to credits. We've put aside all of our differences because it's an 80s sitcom. Because it's an 80s sitcom. (laughs) We solved all our problems in 20 minutes. Jeez. Man, yeah. I don't know. The end. I, I did not like this guy very much. If you can't tell, <laughs> I think they, I think they brought up some good points. I just don't yes. think they did it in a great way. And I think no, they no, the ignored... guy, not the, not the episode necessarily. The character, yeah. I wasn't a fan of. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Some of the, some of the lines I just didn't like. I, yeah, I think it, this is like a product of its time. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. They tried to address timely topics in a in a respectful and mature way, but. They ignored some other things, too, that maybe they shouldn't have kind of ignored. I don't yeah. know. It was weird yeah, the way they I did think it. So. I think so. Did you have a favorite outfit? I did. It was um, it was Charlene's, like, the outfit that she's wearing when she sees Matt again. It's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's cute. And I realized in my screenshot that I took of it, there's, like, uh, my, like, pause button on my computer's also in it. But it's so cute because she's, like, um... So she's got matching uh, shirt and pants, mm-hmm. and then it's got like a little kind of turtly neck, but not a very tight one. And then mm-hmm. on top, it's got like uh, like applique flowers mm-hmm. and stuff. And she's got a belt, and she just and the belt matches. The belt was also purple. She yeah, I couldn't tell if cute. it was two pieces at first. Yeah, I know it was almost. It's almost like a jumpsuit. Yeah, necessarily. It's oh, it's kind of it's pretty cute. Uh, Do you have a favorite outfit? Uh, that was one of them, so I picked two. Oh, shit, really? So, oh, man, yeah. I thought so. No, I'm That's sorry. okay, I picked two just in case. The other yeah. one is uh, Mary Jo's party dress to the dance. Yeah! Because it's ruffly and blue, and, like, she's, it's like, dancing, dancing and moving around. Has yeah. a little butt. It's cute. And yeah. uh, she's got balloon ribbon around her shoulders, as if it mm-hmm. has just, like, fallen from the ceiling in a yeah. mass of confetti. It probably did when, uh, when um, Claudia won. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And it's so, uh, cute. so she's got her hair in one of those things. They used to call it something, but it's like you put your hair in a ponytail and then you make a hole in the middle and then you twist the rest <gasps> of it around and pull it. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, t- 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 twist is in it. Shit! 
If you hadn't asked me, yeah, I, I just that. talked about it recently. Uh, it's like but her tur- hair's in that. Like turvy twist or something Something like that. Like that. And she's yeah. got on black tights and like black shoes with kitten, te- kitten heels and like big earrings and yeah. Um, that is really cute. Man, I'm sorry that I picked the same. Uh, no, that's okay. That's why I picked two. Just Next time case. I'll pick two as well. Just in case. Well, Just in up. cases. I really want to know what that hair thing is from the nineties, where it's like uh, I used to. My mom used to do it for me, and it had a name, and I don't know what it's called. Yeah, like the actual little. Did you have like the loop? No thing. Oh yeah, so they had a thing that made it easier. That like it was. um, uh, I can call it hair. I'm trying to like look it up, but like it was a loop and a stick, and so what you could do is you could put your. like hair through the loop and you put this mm-hmm. and then you put the stick in your head <laughs> topsy tail that's, that's what it's it. called yeah um i'm gonna send you there's a there's a youtube oh uh, about I'll it, put it in the show yeah oh man yeah i'm gonna send that to you <laughs> topsy tail yeah i had one of those weird little plastic things um i didn't realize that she had done that with her hair it's what it looked like anyway. I mean, it was from a distance, but it looked like yeah. it was a ponytail, but it had been, like, twisted like that. Yeah. Which you can do with just, like, twisting your hair Yeah, as well. You can just twist it. Um, I guess, is that our uh, episode? That's our episode. Thanks for uh, listening to us discuss all the things, Just y'all. ramble on. This was kind of a rambly one. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry, but <laughs> thanks for joining us. I actually, my brother said, no, hold on, pause. My brother did say that he liked listening to us because it's, it's like basically just listening to us hanging out. And he fell asleep yeah. to us the other night because he was like, it's nice to just hear you guys like hanging out. So people like it. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Where can people no, find us? No, that's okay. Uh, Facebook, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Pinterest. If you like us, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes. It does help. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Oh, missed twist. Yeah, that's it. But like without an eye. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Ah, Pepsi. <laughs> Get your shit.